Hey, everybody, coming up on the Matt Townsend Show today, it's hard enough being a parent and finding a balance between nagging your kids, right, and leaving them alone and letting them get some experience in life. Now let's say you have an adult child who is a parent themselves, and you have to add in a balance of nagging them about their parenting choices. We're talking about parenting your adult children. Coming up next on the Matt Townsend Show right after the news. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. President Obama assured Israeli leaders today at a press conference in Tel Aviv the U.S. will continue to provide military funding. President Obama also said the U.S. will do everything necessary to prevent Iran from getting nuclear weapons. Colorado's prison chief was tragically killed in the doorway of his own home last night. The 58-year-old's death seems to have been a targeted killing, according to investigators. Just a few hours after the attack, Colorado's governor signed new gun control measures into law, which will increase background checks on people wanting to buy firearms and limit ammunition clip sizes. Colorado legislation has historically been very gun-friendly. New York is considering amending portions of their sweeping gun control law. Passed in January, the changes would repeal the ban on clips holding more than seven bullets because clips are generally not made to hold just seven rounds. A new study shows currently one in 50 American school children suffer with autism. However, some health officials caution while autism is being diagnosed more frequently, it still may not be occurring more often. In world news, South Korean authorities expect, suspect their counterparts in the north are behind a cyber attack which caused computer network outages for major banks and broadcasters across the nation today. The possible use of chemical weapons in, in the Syrian conflict will be thoroughly investigated by the international community, according to President Obama's remor- remarks in Israel today. Both the regime and opposition forces are blaming each other for the attack. And just before the president arrived in Israel this morning, his limousine, which is specially outfitted to protect against numerous types of attacks, broke down after the driver accidentally put gasoline into the diesel tank. The vehicle was replaced before the president's arrival. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your guide on the side. We do what we can on this program every Monday through Friday to give you some tools, some new ideas to give you a leg up in this crazy thing we call life. Welcome to the program. And today we've got a great topic for you. A really good topic, actually. Um, Are you a parent of cute little children? who don't quite get how great you are as a parent. And then did those cute little kids grow up and you thought you'd be all free of their little dirty hands and uh, all their craziness. And then all of a sudden they go away to college. They're done with college. They come back and they move back in. And some bring a wife or kids or a husband and some grandkids. And then they start raising a family in your basement. Has that happened to you? Are you raising your adult kids? Has your empty nest turned into a crowded nest? That's the topic of today's program is parenting your adult kids and your grandkids and your great-grandkids. Can you overparent? Because I actually think you can. 
I'm convinced. So I have six kids. And then I have my team here, another six um, adults. Don't roll your eyes, Sky Boy. Okay. Sorry. That's exactly what kids do. That is a – we just had a parental moment. <sighs> I made a comment. You rolled your eyes. Whatever, Matt. I don't have to listen to you. Skylar Maurice Hansen. What? Go to your room. Okay, fine. I don't know why. I just had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Get your jammies on. <laughs> oh, you're wearing your jammies. They're already Sorry. on. Um, so we have a lot of kids, right? And I got home last night, and it was bedtime. I had just done a speech in a class or whatever. I can't remember. It was a long time ago, 12 hours ago, uh, or 20 hours ago. Um, and lo and behold, uh, I have a son that won't do the dishes. And we have a huge pile of dishes. It's his dish night. We've, we've assigned it, and he won't do it. And I'm sitting there thinking, how do I get my 16-year-old boy to do dishes? And then I remembered our topic today is that you might have a 26-year-old you've got to get to do dishes. So I can bribe my kid. I just said, fine, if, if we're not going to do the dishes, then you, know, you can't. I don't want you watching TV. I don't want you playing with the guitar. I don't want you playing on the piano. I don't want you doing anything that you like to do. And as a father, I will take away all the joy from your life. <laughs> That's what I said. And um, he's like, he just didn't move. Blah. He gave me, gave me one of those. Kind of what Skylar does when I'm like, hey, hit a button. <laughs> and um, so all of a sudden, he didn't move. So what do you do? What do you do, Skyboy? What do you do with a 16-year-old kid that's not going to move? Send him to his room and make him put on his pajamas. Yeah. What, what if he's, like, too tired to move? Go to your uh, room. Blah, blah, blah. I have no idea, Matt. See, so this, this is, is where this you is either why have you're to get into expert. like the laying on of hands. Do I lay on the hands? Do I? What do you do? I mean, because like when the older they get, it used to work when I was uh, when I had younger kids because I'd be like, Rawr, and then they'd move. And now they don't do that. Now you they go all uh, wait till about three o'clock in the morning, get up, go all drill sergeant on them at three a.m. and just <gasps> what these dishes what? aren't done. You got to do the. Boy, what? Yeah, see, that would mean at three in the morning I'd need to be up. Yeah, I don't see Matt getting up that early. <sighs> a guy needs his beauty sleep. <laughs> Do you think you look this good with just three hours of sleep? Because I go to bed at midnight. It's not easy. And also, you know, you take your time applying your makeup. Oh my gosh, <laughs> gotta get my makeup on. <laughs> gotta get into my my stretchy clothes that make me look skinnier. Um, your fake tan lotion. My fake tan lotion, my orange tan. I got to get that on. <laughs> yeah. That's rude. Um, <laughs> you're just like my kids. But So I'm thinking if that's bad with a 16-year-old, it's got to get, I guess, easier with a 26-year-old at home, right? Well, on the program today, we're talking about parenting. And, you know, you're going to end up apparently more and more than ever before, up to 20% are the new statistics. According to a Pew Research Center poll, more than 20% of young adults aged 25 to 34 are living with their parents. That is the highest percentage in 60 years. 60 years. So we're going to be talking about it all day today on the show. We are going to be talking about parenting your adult kids, how to handle these boomerang children, the ones you thought you threw out, and they're (laughs) whipping back at you, and they're going to try to take your head off. Just like a boomerang. Um, we're going to be getting into that. But before we do, Rob's uh, done a little research for us on, I think, his uh, well, happiest I, place on Earth. Well, this was interesting. You go to work. You, have a, you know, maybe you're a single parent or yeah. you dual-income household. And the schools make a great uh, place to put your kids during the day. They could be learning yeah. and you could be at work. 
Or, yeah, versus putting them in front of the television. Yeah. June's, June's coming up. I know. That's what we'll do in June. And then what do you do with your kids who aren't quite old enough to stay home by themselves oh. all summer long? But you still have to go to work. Send them to grandma's. Yeah. Well, but maybe grandma doesn't live close by. Well, you mail them. But <laughs> say Splash World or Block World or one of these ah. uh, theme type parks. Yeah. Send them to Splash nearby. World. Well, they sell annual passes. Yeah. And they're, you know, maybe 300 bucks. But And they're safe. If you there's just a bunch of animal f- characters walking around. Well, plus if you, you spread it out over the course of the summer, that's like five bucks a day to have your kid watched all day that's long. That's inexpensive babysitting. You know, and maybe th- throw them a couple bucks for the snack bar. Yeah, or not. Give them a banana. But Send them with a banana. Would Bologna you trust? Baloney. You, you live near some yeah. water parks and things that they've built near your mm-hmm. house. First of all, would you feel safe to take drop your 12-year-old off? Can they swim? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't worry about them getting mm-hmm. uh, dragged off? No. Well, my wife of... would. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> my wife would be probably standing uh, by the gate watching. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a very good dad that way. Well, for people living near and around Orange County, there's a little park there. Oh, I've heard of it. That's very prominent that Isn't you've probably Block heard of. World? No. Okay. <laughs> Splash World? <laughs> The happiest place on earth says they don't want you dropping your kids off it's, if they're under 14. they got to be accompanied with somebody who's at least 14. Oh, I know why. Why is that? Because they can charge for two entrances. Oh, that's true. Huh? Huh? You can't drop your kid off on their own, but mm. you could drop them off with their older brother. Yeah. But apparently if it's big enough that they're having to set this policy – so. Disneyland doesn't turn into a daycare facility during the day. It shows enough people in and around that area. Yeah, they figured out the code. Have been doing it. So the, the LA Times article I'm looking at here, they said, well, they're the only theme park in Southern California that has a policy like that. They said it's, uh, they talked to somebody up at uh, Magic Mountain. <laughs> Not a problem at Magic Mountain that people are dropping their under 14-year-olds off. Everybody send your kids to Magic Mountain. I'm going, well, those rides are terrifying. Who's going to drop their 11-year-old off to go ride this screamo, <laughs> deatho, upside-down, loop-de thing? Well, that, this year they, they drop them off there. Next year they just take them to the therapist <laughs> to deal with PTSD <laughs> after going on rides they should never have been near. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, well, I think Disney's onto something. You know, sell more passes, get older brother to come too. Or better yet, just say, you know what, your kid's only seven. No, take What's take, the big him to, deal? take him to daycare. Disney yeah. does everything so well, right? So why not have Disney daycare? Oh, you know, there's shelf space for that. That'd they be could, awesome. They could have, they have California. What's it called? California Adventure. California Adventure. They could have Disney Daycare Adventure. Yeah, Disney's Dumbo Daycare Adventure. Daily. There's got to be more alliteration there. Yeah, there's not. <laughs> but um, I think, you know, honestly, parents need a break. And if Disney can provide it, hey, you send one kid. It doesn't even have to be yours. <laughs> Hire a babysitter. Send them all to Disneyland. Heck, I'm going to send mine out in the – mine are in Salt Lake. We're going to send them all out on a shuttle. Drop them off all summer. Just or just uh, dump them off at uh, Southtown Mall. It's like San lose. Quentin. Just send them out to the prison. But it's Disneyland. It's a great prison. They can go on all the rides, and we'll pick them up in August. I Is would that love bad it. parenting? No, I think that if I was your kid, I think that'd be sweet. Every year of my life, they would send me from my home to my grandparents' home for about a month every summer. You had to do that. Mm-hmm. 
See, it was like boarding school, but my grandparents were awesome. But that my mom was like sending me away to give her a break. And I guess, or um, she said it was just so I could be with my cousins, which was great. And we'd go there and I would spend, I'd watch Disney, what's the show called? Uh, Mouseketeers. Oh. Every uh, day. The early morning one? Uh, the one, yeah. The Mickey uh, Mouse Club. With Annette Funicello. I think she used to be on that. The Mickey Mouse Club. We'd watch that. This is all over your age, you guys. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, she was about. a really famous person. Um, yeah, by the time we were kids, it was the new Mickey Mouse yeah, Club. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably like the third iteration. And then I learned to swim with a great swim coach. See, so this is what you should be doing with your kids. I would go to swim class, and literally this guy I didn't know in a town I was not from would throw me in the deep end. <laughs> and I learned to swim. Actually, I learned to not drown. I would just <laughs> turn on my head and float on my back of me. And then just keep my head up and to kick to a wall. <laughs> and they said, look, he's swimming. It was so great. And then uh, we would go watch ball games, which is, by the way, where I had my, my career um, break because I did the um, play-by-play on a softball game for a yeah. senior softball team. Just to your friends in the audience? Uh-huh. It was pretty much just to everyone in the stands. Be like, <laughs> it sounded like this. This is my first one. <laughs> Bucky Whitehouse up to bat. <laughs> Roy Whitehouse on deck. <laughs> hey, everybody, go get an Erta burger. You want to try the Erta burgers? That's all. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> so that's exactly how it used to be. I don't know why you're not doing Dodger games now. I should. <laughs> you should don't be. you think that was good? That, yeah, that was very Roy impressive. Whitehouse <laughs> on deck. So that's where I realized right then I want to I wanna swim in the Olympics. But I just wanted to do the back float, which I guess isn't an actual event. And I, um, that's also where I learned very quickly that I wanted to um, be a broadcaster. And look at me today. Broadcasting. Changing the world. I thought you were going to say you could swim. Nope. Still can't swim. <laughs> I do float on my back, though. <laughs> so do I think it's okay to send your kids to Disneyland? Absolutely. If not, send them to Tooele and uh, they'll learn to float. You know what? Back in the old days, nobody cared. You just send your kids wherever. We didn't even have seatbelts when I grew up. So you guys look at me like, whoa, get your seatbelt on. Back then, no, you didn't even need that. You could sit, you could lay down in the back window of a car. How fast did the cars go back then? 80. Yeah, right. And they weighed 10 (laughs) times more than they currently weigh. Those were the days, guys. That's what you're all missing out on. And now you're complaining about having to go to Disneyland. People don't even like, come on. I'm getting mad. Okay, so we're talking on the show today about raising kids, raising your children, your grandchildren, blending these family not blending a family, but like blending your family and your children's family. So now we have multi-generational homes, multi-generational families all in one home. Hey, many a country is already doing that. We're going to be talking about it, bringing on an expert that's going to help us through it. Dr. Nancy Buck is going to talk to us about how to uh, have peaceful parenting. And, uh, you know, deal with these boomerang parents. Also coming up after the break, our own boss, Don Shaline, is going to join us. And he's going to teach us some of his tricks about how and what he has learned about uh, allowing people to come back home to live with him after they've already left the, left the nest. So we'll be back with Don Shaline right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Engineering students turn obsolete technology into advanced learning tools with a microfilm projector in Africa. This is Innovation Now. 
bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. Teaching kids to read can be tough. Teaching them to read and write by the light of one sooty flickering kerosene lamp is really tough. But for thousands and many less developed nations, that's what's available. Kids and adults who want to go to school work all day, then take night classes by lamplight. But that dim lamp only burns for 15 minutes, and it's just bright enough for people to use one at a time. Engineering students at MIT designed a system called Kinkajal to help solve the problem. Kinkajal may seem primitive because it uses repurposed Viewmaster lenses and a spool of microfilm as its database and presentation system. But microfilm is rugged and cheap to produce and holds 10,000 pages. Plus, the LED light built into the projector lasts 100,000 hours and can throw a very bright picture 3 meters wide. That lets teachers spend more time teaching and students learn more. The Kinkajal gets recharged by a solar panel by day and runs for hours at night. Tested in Mali, students using Kinkajal outperformed regular day or night school in every way. This toy could brighten the entire continent's future. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Start your day off right with The Morning Show. Host Marcus Smith always gives you something new to think about. I want to live my life all over again, and it's because I've got the wrong career. Uh, well, there's 12 different careers. I want, to be, uh, I want to be a rock star. That's one thing I want to do. I want to be a clinical psychologist. I think that'd be fantastic, too. But boy, you hear, you hear about what people actually study, and I just, I'm just mesmerized by it. Catch The Morning Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We are joined by His Excellency Don Quixote Shaline, oui. our boss. <laughs> he's, the, hey, Matt. He, he's the station manager is what we're going to call him. I heard Disneyland and I had to come in. Yeah. Now, Don, this is real because you and I are from the older generation. Yes, we are. And I'm glad they wheeled you in here because um, <laughs> I didn't think with your hips you could make it. But They are my own. Don's not that old, but all, everyone else on our, on our team, they were just really young. So, Don, here's the deal. Hmm. Do you remember back in the day mm-hmm. when it was totally okay to just outsource your children during the summer? You just send them away to camp. Yeah. In, in fact, you, you saw them when they got out of school, and come September, you yeah. say, which, okay, uh, Don, David, uh, Don, yeah. Yeah. number two. Yeah. Number and, three. And you're, they're back. And <laughs> welcome you, you back. Get them in a new crisp pair of Levi's, and they're back in school. Yeah. I, I loved those days. In fact, yeah. many a person's life was ruined at camp. No, that's true. I, I was telling you, I got a tick in my shoulder yeah. from my camp. But he got ticked. I did. So now, Don, you've got, uh, in your in your marriage, you've got nine children between your wife and you. Mm-hmm. And a beautiful family. They are. And a beautiful wife, super smart. Yep, yep. You married up. Yes, I did, above my station. Um, and we... And they all want to come home. Well, yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> we, but uh, you, you've got a very strong opinion about whether we let them home. Well, yeah, and I was brought up with the same philosophy. So I, I grew up with the fact that the life is tough here at home. As soon as you can get out and get on your own, all the better. Yeah. And, and we perpetuated that same concept with our kids. So you you make do you actually make life miserable so they um, want to get out, or no, do you? No, it's it's nice if you like to work. And, and <laughs> yeah. by the way, that worked great. Yeah, because we couldn't get our kids to go to bed last night. And the one was doing his dishes, so we just started. This is brilliant. Yeah. I don't even know if I should say it because my kids. Oh, might it's be a secret. That's right. Don't, 
But the minute it's nine o'clock and everyone's supposed to be in bed, mm-hmm. my wife and I decided we're just going to start cleaning. Yeah. It works, Matt. And they leave. It's, it's they very all true. went to bed. Here, here's another one that you can add to this. Learn, teach me. It, it is uh, when a child says, I'm not feeling well. i got to stay yeah. home from yeah. school. They give you that part. Uh, you say, okay, well, that's fine. Uh, no TV, no video games. Uh, and yeah. If they're at all mobile, they work. That's a great idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> start cleaning and, the house. Well, and I, I might even start a business that they could do. Yeah. And, and, I, mean, I, and I know after it's about, illegal, child labor and stuff, but they were actually sick. After about an hour, they go, hey, I'm feeling a lot better. I'm going to school. <laughs> I don't know what it is, Dad, but I... Feel I got a lot better. better now that first period's gone where we were having that test. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, what are your rules? What do you find you're supposed to do? What do you do with your kids when they say, "Hey, can we come? We only need to stay." I don't know. A I have to months. have truth in truth in advertising yeah. here. We have a, a, a daughter and son-in-law, and their two children who are living with us They're right living now. With you. So They're you, boomerangs. They so came they back. Boomerang back. Yeah. And. Did you just? They just said what? Hey, we need we need help, and you want to give help. You don't yeah, want to like do. abandon them. We what we said to all of our kids is, hey, if things ever get really tough and you need a place to crash, know that you got a place that you yeah. can come and stay for a day. And we had <laughs> we didn't say that part, okay. darn it. And we had a couple who said uh, we need to do that. Yeah. and it's it's true. The son he was in the construction business, kind of went rough, yeah. and he he lost a job. He's going back to school, but. Um, they carry their their own weight. Do they bring kids? Uh huh. Yeah. So they, they, that's kind of fun. It actually is. Grand grandchildren are fun to have. They make enough. it fun to bring back yeah. the others. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you put but, up with the other ones. But then, but so, but you have you have some rules. Like, what what have you learned? Like, we just don't do. Like, oh. did you make a? Like, well, I think one. you ought to write it out. Whatever yeah, you, we're doing, you really should. And we re, and we were told that before doing it, and we it? didn't do it. Didn't you do it? No, we should have. Now it's too late. But it, it kind of is. But um, one of the things is we actually don't eat together. I like that <laughs> idea know, too. Which, I really do. No, come I, on, you think you should eat together? But it, it makes it a lot cleaner if they're buying their own groceries, getting their own stuff. Kind of, they've smart. got. We let them put a fridge out in the garage, kind of. You that's know, great. They, they they keep their stuff there. We can, and once in a while we'll, we'll get together. But, have you have you tried the idea of having them make your food? And just serve you. That's a nice idea. Because that's probably what I would do. Yeah, yeah, we could take it to that. I don't think it's going to work. And and really, what we're trying to do is help them to plan ahead now for the next place that they live. Yeah, that's that's the the whole goal is okay. You saving up some money for that? Uh, yeah, you know, the security this is deposit. like a landing space. Yeah. But you're going to then try to get them going. Yeah, are they and they're are they open to that? Boy, what if they weren't? What if all of a sudden they're well, like, Well, there's always wow. a possibility they're open, but then it never really yeah, happens. because your couches are comfy. <laughs> and you're taking care of stuff. Nobody really wants to do that. No, they don't. And that's what we're counting on is that it's not only, you know, that it's not a pleasant thing for them to yeah. have to live with us. Right. And, and so they're, you know, hoping to get out of the house, too, as soon as they can. Do you know what else you could do? Um, this is just me spitballing. But maybe you just you just make their lives uncomfortable, kind of like, I don't know. Uh, how do you say this gently? You just wear your undies around. <laughs> or you... Um, that would be uncomfortable. Well, for everybody. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's something you just got to do. Because <laughs> then they're like, okay, your dad's a freak. Oh, man. We've got to get out of here. No, we, we've got a few of those in place, not the undie part. Yeah. But uh, the... Um, we're we're kind of sticklers about cleanliness. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's and, a big deal. You know, and where you do or don't eat, for uh-huh. instance. 
And so a family that loves to plop down on the couch with the food and things, nah, uh None of that. None of the, the food well, see, stays so in what the do kitchen. Because, like, do you correct him? Like, uh-huh. hey, Larry, get <laughs> yeah. out of my living room. Yeah, we're not shy. It's interesting. We we say, here's the rule. We we, we did lay down a few yeah. of those starting out. That's smart. And any that we forgot, we lay down very quickly. Because this should be a great time for you. I mean, this yeah. should kind of be, like, a nice time for you and your wife to just have time together. Yeah. And it's okay. I mean, I guess if this is three months, six months, okay. Yeah. But if this turns into like three years, years, nah. do you do you dare charge rent? Or are you just trying to we, get? We're not charging rent, but we do. We charge a little, just a little bit for utilities. Yeah. Again, to kind of encourage, hey, don't leave the hot water on and right. all this kind of stuff. Kind of try to conserve where you can. And I love that you're having them cook for themselves. Yeah. And then, is there any you know menial labor you make them perform in the backyard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they help out with uh, like shoveling walks and you know that. taking the garbage out and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I would have them get all the benefits of home ownership. Well, that's that's without what it is. Any it, home ownership. It is. Yeah, you know, it's be- what we don't want to have is them to turn back into teenagers. Oh no. Not, nothing against teenagers. No, we love we them. love teenagers, but they need to get out of that stage real fast. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> they you know need what? to move on. Okay, how about this one? Yeah. Have you ever had any of your kids of your nine come and say, you know, I really need a car, and I would love you to just kind of co-sign on this car for me? Because to me, that's that's kind of a that's that's a third world or a first world problem, right? Yeah, that is. Help me co-sign on my loan. We had that once. I made that mistake. Did once. you? Okay, yeah. so we don't like that. No, no, and and it's it's well meaning. It's kind of like, well, she doesn't have credit. She doesn't. It was a daughter. She wasn't yeah. able to go to the bank. The bank said, well, it'd be fine if you just have your dad co-sign. Then it'll all be good. And uh, and I did. And um, right away, when the first time she was late for a payment, uh. and, and the bank is calling me, it became a problem. And the the worst part was when I talked to her about it, she got mad at me. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't, oh, I'm sorry, I really need to pay those on time. It was like, like why are you going to get off my case? You know. But you should take the car away. Yeah, I guess. But then I what? Didn't need a car. Then you, and <laughs> you need to drive her that? around. Yeah. So <sighs> so we, I haven't done that since. I When they ask for that, I say, no, but I'll give you some great advice about finances, and I'll talk to you about your budget. Yeah. Give you, a, you know, some I'll pick you up. There's yeah. a bus schedule. Yeah, here's... You here's... give them a bus schedule. Uh-huh. See, it's a complicated thing because you want to you wanna empower them. You want them to know that they're safe to come to you. So it's this fine line, isn't it? Yeah. Do they get it or do they just get offended? It seems like Both. some would be offended. Yeah, some. It, you know, it, it worked on getting the kids out of the house faster. Yeah. Um, but I, I might have been a little too Were you too tough? Strict. I Were think, you? I, I think I was. So they're yeah. like, oh, man, Don's mean. <laughs> Don't go to Don. Yeah. Don will not help I'm trying you. to soften up a little bit in my old age. Well, maybe that's the key is maybe if you can just give them away, you can soften up. Yeah, after. Then you don't need to have to <laughs> fix everything. Well, Don, only you could know that. I've got I was coming to you for married. advice, man. Well, I, know, I was hoping but I'd get some free I, advice out of this. Well, but again, I'm the guy that would send my kid to Disneyland all day, and apparently <laughs> that's wrong. They're not going to let you. They're not going to let me anymore. Um but so I have one child getting married, mm-hmm. and then I have another one that we find out today where he's going on his mission as an LDS, LDS mission. mission. So today, I'm losing. Uh-huh, this today. is a big thing in, in LDS culture. This is it. This is like you yeah. Go this and, is like, like your coming out party or whatever they call yeah, it. Hold the envelope up to your mm-hmm. forehead. And... Uh, yeah, Bogota, Colombia. <laughs> we have no idea, but I'll let you know tomorrow. But here, so I'm losing a third of my kids. So now I'm oh. in this state where oh, you know, I'll do anything. For those cutie patooties, you get to that point. Yeah, but yeah. then my daughter that's getting ready for the for her wedding, she's starting to bug me. 
mm-hmm. because she's like throwing my money around. Like, oh it's, man, it's and that happens time. as father of the bride. Mm-hmm. That gets that gets spent real fast. Yeah, that's a big deal. What do you do about that? I asked you. I just I wrote a check. I wrote one check, one amount that mm-hmm. I was going to pay. Gave him the money. Kind of the thing where you could just all mm-hmm. travel to the Bahamas yep. if you want. If you want to elope, all I need is that you have somewhere where our friends can have a party with you. Yeah. So I can see my friends and that. And then, but take your money and party. Oh, that's, and that's smart. I actually, we gave the money in front of her husband to be, her fiance, because mm-hmm. he's really good with money. Oh, good. And once he got his hands on that, he's, he, but my daughter ripped it away and <laughs> she's pretty much spent it you all. Just say, get used to that, buddy. Yeah, but you know what? Those, those are expensive too. Yeah. Weddings. Well, Don Quixote de la Mancha, Shaline. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Good stuff. Good Fun insight. to be here. You're great. When we come back, we are going to dive into it. We're going to get in deep and talking to Dr. Nancy Buck about how to parent your adult children and uh, what do you do when they actually want to move in your house again. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. And my children think that my mother is the most wonderful person on the face of this earth. And I keep telling my children, that's not the same woman I grew up with. You're looking at an old person who's trying to get into heaven now. Since the early 60s, Bill Cosby has been making audiences laugh at his unique takes on life. Friday, March 22nd, Bill Cosby will be appearing live at the Tuacon Amphitheater in southern Utah. Learn more at tuacon.org. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. President Obama promised extended military funding for Israel today at a meeting with top Israeli leaders in Tel Aviv. The president also assured the U.S. will do everything necessary to stop Iran from gaining nuclear weapons ability. Colorado's prison chief was tragically killed in the doorway of his own home last night. Authorities have not named any suspects yet, but have stated the attack looks to be a targeted killing. Just a few hours after the the attack, Colorado's governor signed new gun control measures into law. The state, which previously has been very gun-friendly in policy, will now have sweeping background checks and limit clip sizes to 10 rounds. While Colorado passes new laws, New York officials are thinking about amending a gun control measure passed in January. Currently, the law restricts clip sizes to seven rounds, but this section may be dropped because nearly no clips are made to hold only seven rounds. A new study shows currently one in 50 American schoolchildren suffer with autism. However, some health officials caution while autism is being diagnosed more frequently, it still may not be occurring more often. In world news, South Korean authorities suspect their counterparts in the north are behind a cyber attack which caused computer network outages for major banks and broadcasters across the nation today. With the possible use of a chemical weapon in Syria, President Obama assured the source of the attack will be thoroughly investigated during his address in Israel. Currently, regime and opposition forces are blaming each other for that attack. And just before the president arrived in Israel this morning, his limousine, which is specially outfitted to protect against numerous types of attacks, broke down after the driver accidentally put gasoline into the diesel tank. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall.
Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend. Today we are talking about parenting your adult children. And we're even going to get into some of your uh, younger children as well. And we're going to be bringing on our parenting expert, Dr. Nancy Buck, who's going to be joining us. In fact, let's introduce you to Nancy right now. Dr. Nancy Buck is a uh, developmental psychologist, 20-plus years studying her own twin sons. She's an expert in children's motivation and behavior. She's a parenting coach and uh, runs the organization Parent or Peaceful Parenting Incorporated. So we so appreciate Nancy Buck joining us. Nancy, welcome to the program. I'm happy to be here with you. Now, okay, so you have twins, huh, Nancy? I do, identical twins who are each married to a woman named Julie. Oh, my word, they made that difficult, didn't they? <laughs> do you call them Julie 1, Julie 2? How do you... Well, you know, I, I don't call them Big Julie and Little Julie, yeah, I can yeah. tell you that. <laughs> that, would get, that would get you in trouble, wouldn't it? <laughs> so, well, can you imagine starting out your uh, relationship with your mother-in-law, who says she's a parenting expert? Oh. I can tell you, I started out as a parenting expert before I came became a mother-in-law, but <laughs> it had the potential of already destroying my relationship with these young women. Luckily, oh, yeah. it hasn't. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there's so much pressure anyway. But then to have somebody that seemingly with a doctorate that knows so much about it, they've always got to wonder: Is she gonna? Is she evaluating me right now? Exactly, exactly. I mean, luckily, I have a genuine, loving relationship with them, so mostly they forget. That's good. No, good. that's great. <laughs> Isn't that the way it should be? Now, yeah. Nancy, tell us this. Let's. We, we've kind of been teasing a little bit with the idea of um, the boomerang kids, the the the, parent, the adult children that tend to kind of make their way back and fill up the what used to be the empty nest again. Yeah. Is that, I mean, do you see the, I mean, the numbers we heard just recently from a Pew poll basically said about 20% of young adults ages 25 to 34 are living with their parents, the highest percentage in 60 years. Yeah. And and it's it's not by anybody's fault. I right. mean, it's tough out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, if, as, as the job market begins to improve, and wouldn't it be lovely when it improves, everything will change. Uh, but that's certainly one of the difficulties that young people are facing, um, and not so young people are facing, uh, how to make it on your own uh, out in the world. It's not as easy as it used to be for some of us. No, exactly. I did actually um, eavesdrop on your conversation a little bit. Um, so uh, what I do want to add, however, is most of the kids are as about as delighted to come back home <laughs> as the parents are to Oh, them. for sure. Um, because they, you know, if, depending on, on their circumstances, they may have had some independence and in being out in the world and being their own boss, and now they come home. Um, and the part that gets a little bit um, tricky, I guess that's the kindest word I can use, is that I'm not the high school kid I was when I left right. mom and dad, so don't treat me that way. Your head's, um, but your head's kind of there with them, huh? That you, you raised them, you, you saw what they did when they broke the window and ran from the cops. Um, right. and, and you can't get that out of your head, but now they're an adult college grad, maybe with a kid or two, and we keep treating them the same way. Well, I mean, but that, that's the part that gets actually there. There is um, the potential of it being um, a significantly positive moment mm-hmm. in, in um, the family's life together. Yeah. And that is everybody needs to sit down in the beginning and then in the middle and then in the yeah. end um, and talk about how is it going to be different. 
um, okay, you're not independent. You can't just do as you please. This is our home, and we expect that you are going to respect our rules. Uh, but at the same time, we're not going to treat you as if you're six anymore, because you're not. Right. So how do we how do we define uh, our boundaries and how do we define our our rules and expectations with one another? So that again, I guess it's kind of back to we got to talk. Absolutely. And this is where um, we kind of create rules, boundaries. We give each other some feedback. And 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 I mean and and the uh, expectations are that's hugely important as well and then you need to have a conversation two weeks later to say how's it going and then you need to have a conversation two weeks later and say how it's going how's uh-huh. it going i mean it needs to be a continual process because there may be something that your lovely adult child is doing that you didn't know annoyed you until two weeks in and oops you forgot to make that a boundary or a rule right. and now we need to talk about it um, and the same thing's true for the child. The the adult child said, you know, I, I thought that was cool when you did that, Dad, when I was 16, but not so cool anymore, so you need to stop yeah. it. Um, so quit, yeah, having, Dad. <laughs> That's quit rubbing my head, Dad. <laughs> quit tickling me when I get in bed. Yeah. Really? Or, you know, announcing that it's a boy on the phone. I mean, yeah. you know, obviously uh-huh. that's not quite the same. Everybody has their own telephone <laughs> these days. But at the same time, it's those kinds of things that parents, I still do it with my own sons. I think it's hysterical, and they don't <laughs> think it's quite so funny. <laughs> like, Mom, you're so messed up. But really, it, I mean, it, it, I love the idea that you're saying that this could be an incredibly positive thing. I mean, many a culture around the world, this is the norm. That's right. And That's and right. so it's... We we make it sound like it's such like a failure. Oh my word, my kids are coming back. But I guess I well, guess part of it is we were hoping that we'd have a break. Yes, but at the same time you do have a break if you build that in. Because yeah. truly you don't have to wait up for when they get home. <laughs> you didn't before when they were in high school. Right. You only did it to, for you know for you. you. Did it for right. But P.S. You did it for yourself. But you're still doing it now. I mean, that just because you don't have to doesn't mean there still aren't plenty of parents who can't really fall into a deep sleep until they've heard that garage door shut or seen the light go out or whatever it is. But you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the additional piece that I would say is I remember very clearly with my kiddos when they went off to college and then as they came home for holidays during the, the college experience, and I thought, this is when they're the best. This is when they're interesting. This is when I want to spend more time with them. And, of course, they wanted to spend less time with me. Yeah, right. If you have have adult children who come back, you get to know them completely different from the way you've known them before. They are independent adults who happen to be lodging in your home. But who are they? What do they care about? What are the things that are important to them? And they almost are curious about what you care about and what are the things that are important to you. It really, the whole dynamic of the conversation and the level in which you are relating to one another is really at a totally different level. The other piece that I would also, um, it's probably a spin, but I'm pretty good at trying to find find and spin the positive. But that is, I mean, it may be that they're coming to you because of desperation and they have no other choice. But P.S., they're still coming to you. And if they didn't like you well enough, they wouldn't come. They're choosing you, right. (laughs) There are adult kids who don't go back home because the last thing they want is to reconnect with those people that they didn't feel good about. Mm. um, And they didn't feel, uh, felt good about them. Um, So there really is a compliment that your house is the place and you are the people that they plan that they want to spend some time with. That really is a good thing. That's such a great way to look at it. And and it really, 
It's a choice. And if they are choosing to come there, they're saying that it's not they're not just saying they're desperate. They're saying we also find you as a suitable way to deal with this. And to, well, to and it may be it. you are my last. Re- you well, you may be. I'm. You know, it still may be the kiddo's last resort. Yeah. But at least you're on the list. Yeah. There are more than a few. The parents would never be on the list because of the relationship that occurred while they were together was just so um, painful um, that the kids say, "I'm never coming back. I need to get as far away from you as fast as I can, and I'm never coming back." And and uh, if you've ever known anybody who's been in that situation, it's incredibly sad oh, yeah. and sorrow-filled. Um, I mean, that's certainly m- much of what I do talking to parents all along the way, and that is whatever it is your child is doing, what you want them to do always is to maintain a connected, loving relationship with sure. one another. Because in the long run, what you want is children who leave home but like you enough to come back and visit or maybe stay for a while. Yeah. Or let you go visit them. <laughs> yeah, that are independent, that are strong, but that you can still go be a really strong connection with. That's powerful. Exactly. Exactly. When you when you think about this, uh, again, we're talking to Dr. Nancy Buck, who is um, the founder of Peaceful Parenting Incorporated, also the author of the book Peaceful Parenting, um, through Black Forest Press. They can get that on Amazon.com. Is that right, Nancy? Nope, they can only get the one. That my most recent book, actually, that came out two days ago, oh. called "How to How to Be a Great Parent." Oh, great! Um, and that is that they can find on Amazon. Okay. Um, the other two books I've written, you can find on my website, which is peacefulparenting.com. Oh, that's great! Yeah, that's where I found it. Peacefulparenting.com. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when you think about this, Nancy, is I guess if kids are coming home. We, we, it seems like there's a variety of parenting issues we could be having, okay? I guess one is our over-parenting when they get there of our adult children, like where we kind of take them back and we, we keep parenting them and, you know, trying to guide their career or question everything they do. And then another thing is, I guess, if they bring their kids, we actually parent them on their parenting of their children. Right. Do you see that a lot? Oh yeah. Well, I don't know if I'd, work, I'd use the word a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but is that is that um, the big issue that we see when we're dealing with our adult children? I guess over parenting. I mean, it, you. I guess we just don't turn it off. I, we're really playing a different role when they come back we, as an adult. Absolutely, we absolutely are. And and even when if they're not home, I mean, again, one of the things I can tell you is that in my lifetime, I've done a great deal of traveling. And every time I would talk to my mom when she was living and say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to this place, mom, I'm going to that place. And she'd say, oh, are you flying? <laughs> I mean, Australia. Yeah, mom, that's how I'm getting there. Well, we were going to uh, take a boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I wish you wouldn't go. I get so worried. And so I, you, and then I would, of course, tease her to yeah. try to talk her out of it. That didn't work. And then I would uh, try to convince her that that it wasn't worthwhile. And then I gave it up yeah. because I realized, you know, I'm still her daughter. I'm right. still her baby. And what she, her obligation from her point of view was to worry about me. Now, I will tell you, Matt, that it, it kept the plane up every single time. Yeah. 
so I, I didn't necessarily want to stop her. Right, no. And, and well, truly, when my, after my mother had died, and then I was traveling in a plane for the first time, and I thought, uh-oh, mom's not here to worry uh-oh. the plane up. <laughs> now, I mean, I knew that was not a rational yeah. thought. I knew it was crazy. I knew it was also a little bit of a way for me to stay connected to her, even though she wasn't on this pl- planet. Um, but at the same time, I can tell you I was relieved when the plane landed yeah. safely, and I thought, okay, it wasn't just mom. Maybe was maybe she was an up. angel up there guiding it down, though. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't want to discount that as yeah, a possibility, really? truly, because I know I'm going to fly again. So, yeah, see, that's um, good. You need to know that you've got that on your side. <laughs> Nancy, let's do this. Let's take a break, and I want to come back and have you get into some of the things we need to watch out for in not over-parenting our adult kids and have you kind of explain some ideas around that so that, you know, the listeners out there have a better shot of uh, helping these boomerang kids when they come back. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back with Dr. Nancy Buck right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I spy with my computer-tracked eyes how this technology will change lives for everyone. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. Touchscreens were a breakthrough in computer interactivity, but we've seen the next step, and it's seen us too. They call it gaze interaction, which is a fancy name for tracking your eyes to determine what you're looking at and letting the direction and intensity of that gazing drive a computer mouse. The camera is built into the computer display, or in an attachment you add to the screen. Using algorithms that track the very fleeting movements of your eyes and timing how long you look, as well as how wide your eyes get, The Gaze Tracker does a credible job of going where you think you want it to go. Many users claim it's such an intuitive way to drive a computer, it feels a lot like telepathy. One company uses a modified arcade game of asteroids to promote gaze control. Everything on the screen is eye-driven and surprisingly controllable. Applications for cars are in development to let you activate controls without taking your eye off the road and to warn that you might be dozing off at the wheel. That trick alone could save 250,000 drivers a year in America. Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Let Julie Hanks help you. Whether it's a parenting question, a mental health question, or about balancing your life, Julie wants to give you advice. Catch The Julie Hanks Show Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. Submit your questions for Julie by emailing julie at juliehanks.com or by calling in live to the show at 855-CHAT-BYU here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Dr. Matt Townsend here. We are talking with Dr. Nancy Buck, a developmental psychologist, 20 years studying her own two cute twins and their spouses, named both named Julie. Um, she's an expert in child motivation and behavior. She's a parenting coach and the founder of Peaceful Parenting, Inc. Uh, Nancy, welcome back with us. Happy to still be here. Um, it's It really is. I like how positive you are because parenting should be a joy, right? It's, I mean, we're, it shouldn't be this horrendous burden that we're all like, oh, my kids. 
Well, hopefully. I mean, it shouldn't be (laughs) that. The moments of the burden uh, are far outweighed by the moments of delight, joy, and awe. Yeah. Um, Don't you remember? I mean, before I had kids, I remember only hearing about the drudgery and how awful it was. And and then when I had children, it's like, well, they kept that part hidden. They never told me the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) They don't want you to know about that. Or you'll start no, having kids know. too early or something. I don't know why. Yeah, they do maybe. I don't think it was a, a yeah. method of birth control, actually. I think <laughs> it's what part of it is the way our brain is set up. And our brain literally is set up to pay attention to the awful, the bad, yeah. the things that are out of balance in our life. And we don't pay as much attention because we don't get a signal to fix it when things are going well. Right. Um, and so it's certainly one of the things that I do talk to, to folks that I'm working with. I mean, you know, the new age idea of count your blessings and right. don't forget to stop and smell the roses and I mean it's a very it, it's quite an uh, an old idea this is not a new idea right no but our brain is not set up to pay attention to it so when you have the moments of joy and happiness and love uh, exploding that we want to stop and pay attention we don't want to miss those moments no, exactly. um, that's the payday right for parenting it will, it will grab our attention but the the joy might might we might miss Love it. Tell me about what we shouldn't be doing as parents, or maybe even better, what we should be doing as we're having our children, our adult children, come back. When they come back to the home, what are some things to watch out for, some things we should make sure we're doing, maybe some things to avoid? Okay, so get your, your notebooks out. I'm going to give you a little bit of a class in, in uh, human, human motivation and human behavior. All human beings are born with some psychological needs that they experience as an urge to behave. So we're born with the urge for safety, for love, for power, for fun, and for freedom. Now, all children experience these urges just like they have the urge to um, sleep and they have the urge to, to uh, fill their tummies. Mm-hmm. They also have an urge for love and belonging, for power, for fun, for freedom. But children are not born knowing how to follow these urges responsibly right. and respectfully, which is when parents come in. So children misbehave, not because they want to misbehave, but there's something that they want that they don't know how to get responsibly and respectfully. So one child might grab a toy from another child. And it's not that they're trying to be uh, aggressive. They just want that toy, and they don't know some other way to get it that's more responsible and more respectful. And that's where adults come in to teach children how to do that. So that's the interesting thing is these needs for safety, love, power, fun, and freedom don't go away. It's not a childhood issue. It's a lifetime issue. So we still have the urge for safety, love, power, fun, and freedom. Now enter our adult child who has an urge for love, power, fun, freedom, and safety. And that may be, look, I'm going to do it my way. I'm not going to do it your way. And here we are as the parents saying, that's nice. You get to do it your way when you get your own house, not in my house. Yeah. So there may be a, what, what one might consider to be a clash of power. Yep. And the, the, the trick is to, and that's not a, that's a bad word, the, the essential ingredient is to figure out how do we power with each other instead of trying to power over one another. So I like it this way, you like it that way. How can we work it out so both of us can feel satisfied here? Um, similarly, as you, as you mentioned before, now I have an adult child who brings in a grandchild. My advice, and I don't necessarily believe that everybody will heed me, right. um, but my advice is our job as the grandparent is to love and adore our, our grandchildren and to hush 
with our children about their parenting skills. There's nothing that will kill the relationship or put a big fat chink in it faster right. than us, us giving what my son says, the kind of advice everybody loves, unsolicited advice. So we might think here's a way better way to do it. Our job then is to go into the bathroom, shut the door, and tell the mirror. <laughs> do not tell your child unless your child comes to you and says, Dad, I'm kind of stuck here. Do you have any ideas of what I could do? And then I still would double check, yeah. check triple check. Are you asking for my advice? That's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And are you sure you want it? And even though I give it to you, I, you don't have to take it. You can completely ignore me because I see, I mean, this is the best thing we can do is to say, I see how much you love your child. I see how much you want to be the, do the best parenting job you possibly can. And I see the wonderful things you're doing. So you and your child can work it out. Yeah. Now that's, that's really brilliant. hard to do, but it's but it's the best thing you can do. Well, you, you everyone in their gut. Either. Everyone in their gut, Nancy knows that. I mean, we've all run into that. You know what I mean? We've all had our parents try to tell us how to do it or we've tried it or we it, we know what that feels like, so it it resonates. It makes sense. And the best thing is that we don't give them advice that they're then angry with us for giving. Exactly. I, mean, I was just actually I was just at a St. Patrick's Day Parade here in that lovely downtown Denver this Saturday, where it was very, very, very cold. And I, of course, wanted to put more clothes on my grandchild because I was cold. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm going, I'm reliving my life. Yeah. <laughs> my mother-in-law would come into my house and say, I'm cold, put more clothes on those babies. <laughs> so, I mean, my daughter-in-law did something brilliant. She asked Malachi, her son, Malachi, are you warm enough? And he said, yes. Okay, I shut my mouth. <laughs> That's great. Isn't that great? But they get it. And, and they'll ask you when they need help, or they'll exactly. learn. And either right. way, it's good. Right. And and they, truly, the worst thing that we can do, obviously, if the child is a, an imminent danger or peril, you don't ask if you can give right. them advice. You just do what you need to do to keep the child safe. And my guess is the reason that that's happening is because your your um, adult son or daughter doesn't see it, and you see it. Okay, but hopefully you're not doing that a lot. It should be a once in a maybe three-year kind of act, uh, an event. Mostly, you don't have to do that. Right. Um, so I think that's that, that would, great advice. Well, that, that's what I would say. The biggest mistake we make is to try to be helpful when nobody's asked for help. Yeah. Um, but the greatest joy, I mean, truly, I didn't know. Are you a grandparent by any chance? I'm not. No, not yet. Well, one of the greatest joys I didn't know I was going to get is not only this fabulous these fabulous children, but watching my son's parent, mm. my heart gets bigger. Um, it's really an amazing thing. I didn't know that gift was coming. Um, and the, I heard this of many, many years ago. This is not an original. But grandparents and grandchildren seem to really get along. Um, perhaps they have uh, uh, the same enemy in common. Yeah. Um, not my joke, not my joke. No, but... that's true. <laughs> the enemy of your enemy is your friend <laughs> or your but parent. Right. The part that's wonderful about being a grandparent is you really don't have anything else to do to, but enjoy them. Yeah. You know, when you're them. a parent, you got you got to keep keep track of what, where is everybody, what's happening with homework, what's happening with paying the bills, all that stuff. When you when you're grandparenting, pretty much, it's just like I get to devote 100 percent of my attention to you right now, um, and that's pretty that's pretty luxurious. Oh yeah. 
Well, and that's <laughs> honestly, it gives you this latitude to create a relationship. Yeah, that doesn't have to be one about, you know, um, about uh, goals per se or about objectives with each other. Or it's just about I'm just going to enjoy you. I just love being with you. Exactly. So there's no agenda here. Exactly. I mean, I did have a little bit, again, with my, my three-and-a-half-year-old grandson who said, Grandma, are you good at tackling? Can we play tackle? And I said, you know, I'm not so good at that. But here are the things I'm good at. Yeah. Hey, tackle <laughs> Grandpa. playing tag. I can do all that. But tackling, you have to wait for somebody else who's better at that than I am. See, that's well, and, of course, you know, he's at this stage, why aren't you good? So I just said, because I'm old. <laughs> Grandma's old. Don't break Grandma by tackling her. <laughs> But really, I think that's the magic of of the grandparent. It really, it's kind of a sacred thing, isn't it? Because it it's is. this it's this holier space that there really is not this need to control or have agendas. It's just you get to just purely love without exactly. a need to even correct. I mean, you correct, you do, but but it's not your first priority, right? That's beautiful. It's just the it's the joy. It truly is. So, but, you know, and again, I heard somebody else say this, not me, but why couldn't we be grandparents first? Because then we'd be better parents. Oh, yeah. Um, but it doesn't quite work that way. So well, you'd be a wreck. <laughs> you'd be so old to be having a kid like in your 80s. That's yeah, no, just not you. right. <laughs> It's not okay, right. Okay, now I see the error of that. You see part. the error of your ways. But I, I, uh, I really love it. Tell me what we would do. So let's just say that you, you really are questioning your children's... Um, your adult children that live in your house. By the way, would you? I guess you you'd let your kids in, right? They, if if they're needing support and some help, you let them in. You love. What what would you do as they move into your house? Well, so I would start with, uh, of course, I, the, my door is always well, always yeah. open for you. You're always welcome here. Uh, and and do you have an idea of how long you think this this process might be going on for you? It could go forever, uh, Mom. It, it could, could go, go forever. forever. I would, I, I, and, and is that what you want? Oh, great. Great question. Because, again, as I they, said... They may not... Yeah, they don't want it either. They don't want to be here forever. Um, you know, they may want to leave and come back, but, mm-hmm. and at that age, I might be happy that they came back. Yeah. Um, but in the beginning, I, I'm mostly I think kids are not happy that this is, the, this is the, where they've come to. This was not their picture of how their life was going to go for them. Right. Um, so that that's where I start with what's your expectation of how long you think you'll be here. And my expectation would be I want you to not stay so long that I'll be um, that I won't want to let you go when you're ready to leave. Mm. My 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 worry is I'll fall madly in love with you being back home again, and and that's not how I want your life to be lived independently. Oh, that's great. So. I, and again, I, I don't know when that is. It's probably um, longer or uh, longer than I were, fear, but but shorter. Than, I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah. word yeah. But you know, it's 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 somewhere in there. But if it's because the kid is uh, unable to get employment and um, is going to use not my my place as a safe place to fall while they're getting their their feet under them, and then eventually they're leaving. There is no way to know when that's going to be. Um, now it's a whole different ball game if my child comes and says I'm here because I want to get a job, and what I observe is they're doing nothing to get a job. Right. No, that's big. So then, then the conversation would be: so how long is this um, recovery period that you're in um, going to go going to last? Yeah. Uh, again, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, the the words I would avoid using 
are the hateful, hurtful words. You know, how long are you going to be lazy? Yeah. How long are you going to give up on your life? Yeah. How long are you going to be a loser? Live life like a bomb. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, I would I would say that children who are returning home, for whatever reason, um, it could be that there was a bad breakup, um, and there probably there is a recovery. Yeah, they're so, wounded a little bit. They need some help. Exactly. Great. Nancy Um, Buck, we're going to take a break. I need to take a break, but we'll come back and we're going to keep picking your brain on some of these great parent tips. Nancy Buck is the author of How to Be a Great Parent. We'll be back with Dr. Buck right after this on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. KBYU FM HD2 Provo. Here's a show for you deep thinkers, seekers of new ideas and constant learners. It's called Thinking Aloud. You can join host Marcus Smith to hear thoughtful interviews from guests. And with each new show, you can leave more inspired, enlightened, and educated. Tune in weekdays at 1.30 p.m. Eastern and 8.30 p.m. Eastern for Thinking Aloud. Here on 143 BYU Radio, talk about good. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. During a visit to Israel today, President Obama outlined continuing plans to bar Iran from gaining nuclear capabilities. The president says deterring Iran rather than containing a dangerous situation is still the main strategy. Colorado's governor signed new gun control measures into law today, which will require background checks on all people buying a firearm and limit ammo clip capacity sizes to 10 rounds. While Colorado passes new laws, New York officials are talking about amending a gun control measure they passed in January. Currently, that law restricts clip sizes to seven rounds, but this section may be dropped because nearly no clips are made to hold just seven rounds. Five former officials from Bell, California, were convicted on corruption charges today for misusing municipal funds to give themselves massive salaries. A sixth defendant was acquitted of all the charges. In world news, South Korean authorities suspect their counterparts in the north are behind a cyber attack which caused computer network outages for major banks and broadcasters in the nation today. With the possible use of chemical weapons in Syria, both sides on the conflict and President Obama are all calling for an international investigation to see who launched the attack. Chemical weapons have been defined as a, quote, game changer by President Obama. Just before the president arrived in Israel this morning, his limo, which is specially outfitted to protect against numerous types of attacks, broke down after the driver accidentally put gasoline into the diesel tank. And 10 gowns formerly owned and worn by the late Princess Diana were auctioned for $1.2 million today. One of the gowns was worn worn when the princess famously danced with John Travolta in the White House. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, joined here with Dr. Nancy Buck, the author of How to Be a Great Parent, Understanding Your Child's Wants and Needs, 
uh, a book you can pick up on her website, www.peacefulparenting.com. Dr. Buck has spent more than 20 years studying, uh, you know, motivation theories. She's a developmental psychologist, and she's helping us out here. Dr. Buck, welcome back to this final segment with you on the show. And here we are again. Here we go. Now, here's a question for you that's really, I think, kind of tricky. So your kids come back to live with you. Let's say they've got a girlfriend. Let's say they've got a girlfriend that they want to have live with you. Uh, maybe it's against your values. Maybe it's not. Or maybe just, ah, boy, she's not family. Do I have to have her here? Or um, what if they're kind of doing stuff that's against some of your values or your your code? Actually, it's not. That was of all the things you could ask me. That's the least tricky. Is it? Why? Good. Um, because it, it, you get to say no. Yeah, you just say no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you get to say, here's here's what's okay for me, and here's what's not okay for me. And I understand that may not be your your life, your values, your moral code, and it's okay with me. Well, maybe not. It depends on yeah. whether or not it is okay with you. Uh, but you, but you're, I'm not insisting that you follow my values, my moral code. However, it is my home, and this is my sanctuary. Yeah. And so I need to I need to have I need to I'm sorry, but I need to say no. Yeah. Um, Doesn't mean I don't love so, you. Exactly. I'll work exactly. with you on it if you want to do it a different way, but no. Exactly. But the piece that gets, um, I'm not sure what the right word is, but, you, but that shouldn't be the end of it. No. That should be the beginning yeah. of the conversation. So now what are we going to do? How are we going to work this out? Yeah. So, you know, maybe that means what you're, you're going to be inspired to want to leave that much sooner. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, or maybe you're going to be inspired to say, okay, well, I'll only uh, live here for a little bit and then I'll live with her for a little bit or whatever or live with him. Um, it, the other piece that, you know, you've got, I'm, I'm going two things at once, so let me calm down. Um, <laughs> If your child is asking that their significant other live with them, you got to decide. Right. And you and and if you and your husband or wife are living together in the home, you get you have to decide. I can't give you an answer for that right now, but I will. That has bigger implications than, than just you returning home, honey. Right. But once you've made those decisions, then you tell your child. And if the answer is no, then you explain again. Sorry, that won't work for me. Um, or yes, it will. You're, you're, but these are the parameters under which it's okay if you live here. And it may not be something that you want to hear. It may not be something that you wish I was saying. In order for me to feel good about living in my sanctuary, it needs to be a place where I know my um, rules, morals, values are being respected. Love it. And you um, don't. Ha- it doesn't even have to be an argument. It's just no. It's it's just the, this is just how I feel. It's this is where we are, and, and I guess this is what your mom and dad feel. This is what we feel. What do you think about that? Um, it seems like sometimes when we have these really important family conversations, we kind of delegate the conversation, the hard conversations, to the best maybe communicator. <laughs> So, or the one that has the best relationship with that person. Do you think these are things that, like, you made a really big point to say we need to go make these decisions together with our spouse if we're together. Um, Do you think we also need to present it together? Yes. I mean, I think that's brilliant that, because we're learning together, and it's mom, and it's, it's, we want everyone in on this. It's not just mom working her little machination behind the scenes. 
Well, I mean, it, it, and it may be, but at the same time, even if it is, she gets to be respected for that. Right, right, right. <laughs> just because that's the position she holds doesn't make it any less or any more. It just is. Yeah. Um, and it may be if it's mom and dad says, you know, I don't necessarily see it this way, but she's my spouse and I want to respect her and yeah. I want to behave in a way that's responsible and respectful. And I know you do, too, because that's how we raised you. So, again, these answers may not be the answers you want, kiddo. Yeah. But more important than getting the answer you want, what I want is an open, honest relationship with you and for us to all be able to be clear with one another what our positions are. And in this situation, it's not just an academic conversation. It has to do with what's going on under my roof. And there may be things that go on and have always gone on in this house that I didn't know about that were against my moral code. And please keep that information to yourself because I don't need to hear about it now. Right. Um. <laughs> yeah, la, 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 la. Don't talk to me about it. But I, that's good to know. I kind of want an open, honest conversation, but not that open. About where we are now right. and going forward. Exactly. Not necessarily about where you've been. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, think it's, I, I think what you've created, though, here, Nancy, really is there's this spirit that says, I love you no matter what. There's some things I just won't tolerate. And it's not you. It's I'll always right. love you. The the doors will always be open and I'll always work with you to find answers and I can say no and most of the time I won't unless I have to. Exactly. It's paradoxical so if say, really. If you say yes 9 times out of 10, the one time you say no, your children, again, whatever age they are, won't like it, right. but they'll understand it. Yeah. But if you say no nine times out of ten, the one time you say yes, they're not going to hear you anyway, because they've gone off and done what they wanted to do anyway, with or without you. Yeah. So, um, And again, I think that the additional piece is, it's the beginning of the conversation, it's not the end of the conversation. Yeah. Um, and I would also, I mean, I, 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 um, words for me are very important, Matt, so I want to go back and say, I would never say to my child, this, this is stuff I wouldn't tolerate. I would say this is stuff I don't agree with. Okay, great. But it's not that I won't tolerate it, because, that, again, there, there's a, a level of disdain or judgment that I yeah. don't necessarily want to, that, to come yeah. across to my child. Exactly. Um, and I, I mean, again, I, you know, if you talk to my children, they don't, they don't spout everything I say and hold every position that I hold. Right. Um, and we have often have lively conversations about our different points of view. Um, but that's very different from, I want to sleep with my boyfriend in your house. Yeah. And I'm a parent who doesn't want that. That's not an academic conversation. No. That's that's something different. Um, I love it. I, you know what? Uh, yeah. You're. Okay. You know what, Nancy? It's almost like you've done this before. <laughs> you know what I mean? That one I actually haven't. I didn't. But with my <laughs> sister, oh my gosh, her eldest son said, "My girlfriend's coming, and I want us to share a similar bed." And yeah. my sister flipped out, didn't know what to do. You, you should have well, just said, I "You know. mean at the same time?" Because I can let you each have an hour in it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, she, I wish I could, she could have done that. She was not in a humorous <laughs> place about it. But she got there, and yeah. then um, and, and it was okay. And then X number of years later, her uh, younger son came with his fiance and said the same thing, and she was okay with it then. Yeah. And of course, the eldest son you know, railed against how unfair it was and how the rules were different, and yada, yada, yada. That's right, the yeah. rules are different. Mom grew up, she grew to a different yeah. place than she was then. We're changing, <laughs> folks. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Dr. Nancy Buck, so appreciate you. I I really want to have you back on the show in a while um, to teach us about blended families also. Oh, 
because that I know is a specialty, and um, you you really I think you you can help us so much with that. So we're gonna we're gonna have anybody that wants you got to go check out Nancy Buck's website at peacefulparenting.com. There's just a lot of great information there, some tools. Uh, you can get her books there as well. And um, I really feel strongly that, uh, Nancy, you got it. And I love the spirit of how you do it. So thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me and for your very kind words. And I wish you all a lot of love and laughter. Thank you, Nancy. And we'll be back right here on The Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Isn't it time for a little good on your Twitter feed? Follow us at BYU Radio to stay connected with BYU Radio hosts, to keep updated about your favorite shows, and to stay current on Cougar sports. Just follow BYU Radio on Twitter and keep talking about good. And thanks for listening to us here at BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143. With the parents' look at a movie about the manhunt of the century, I'm Rod Gustafson. Osama bin Laden is the target of CIA agents and military personnel in the R-rated movie Zero Dark Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty is a military term for 30 minutes past midnight. That essentially means wait till it's dark enough to where no one can see you and then come in. It refers to the time the U.S. Navy SEALs were in flight and entering Pakistan. And it's a metaphor for the entire 10-year hunt to find bin Laden. The script follows agents sent to the Middle East to hunt for any shred of information they can find on the elusive terrorist. Among them is a female employee who stumbles upon a long-overlooked clue. Violent and disturbing images, including a controversial scene of torture, along with strong language, make this film suitable for only the oldest and most mature of teens and adult audiences. Get more details on this Oscar-nominated film at Parent Previews.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We are wrapping up this uh, this great day of learning about parenting your children, your adult children. Uh, something I do every day, right here on the Matt Townsend Show, with my <laughs> gaggle of adult children. Ha 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 ha. Thank you know, you, that's Skyboy. a good way, that's a good thing to not, call us a gaggle. Not a giggle of adult children. What You're a giggle that? of gaggle. adult children. You're a bunch of goosin'. <laughs> um, so we're joined now by Madison Allred, also a.k.a. Madison Alfredo and Madison. <laughs> and Madison has put together a little game for us about parenting. Is that true? Yeah, but I mean, let's talk about how it's relatable to you. You know, how old is your oldest 20. child? And Ish. Are they, is that child living with you? No. What about the next youngest? Uh, 17. Oh, right. And we'll find out where he's going to be living for the next two years in about four hours. Well, that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. So let's picture this in about, you know, 2018. Uh, it's kind of taking a break. Okay, so that's five you know? years. Yeah. Go so, slow on the map. <laughs> so, you know, it's like his junior year in high school. I mean, in high college. school. In college. Okay. And, you know, so he's kind of lived the dorm experience. Yeah. yeah. And he's come to realize that, you know what? I could save a lot of money by moving back home. You know, it'd just be like a short commute to college. Mine wouldn't you know? figure that out. 
Well, let's just say he did. No. Okay. Let's say somebody filled him in on that idea. Because yeah. mine would be like, yeah, he just, anyway. Yeah. So, you know, like he's just, so he lives he's moving home. in the home. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, there's a lot of issues with that. So, with this game, it's almost a version of Would You Rather. Ooh. Yeah. Would You Rather. Okay. Yeah. I like this game. So, going to give you a scenario. Yep. So, you know, they're living at home and they have a car and they ask for your help with paying for gas. Negative. And, <laughs> oh, sorry. And, um, and doing laundry. So eh. you can either. <laughs> this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you could just, you know, ask them to do something about it. But, you know, you, you can do most of it. You can tell them to do the laundry, but you help pay for gas. Um, or you just give it all up and make them pay for everything. Yeah, that's what I would do. That, there you go. That was pretty easy for you. That was the easiest one. Are they going to get harder than this? Because um, I knew yeah. that one the minute you started saying them. <laughs> I'd rather that they smell bad than me do their laundry. All right. I'm okay with that. Well, I hardly how about see this? Him. So, you know, you were nice to your kid in high school and you bought him a new car. Uh, you new- s- did I? No. Okay, let's, uh, yeah. let's say a $20 pickup. I bought him a $20 pickup is what I bought him. But let's say let's you say were really a, nice to him. Well, I bought him a $30 pickup then. <laughs> But you know, a lot of parents, you know, yeah. they make they buy new cars and they have to make payments for the cars. Yeah. And they crazy. just don't really think about it. But you know, as they're getting older, it's like, hey, should I really be paying the payments for this car? For this adult child. Yeah. Like they're old enough, they could do it. Are they and working? Also, yeah. But also what about car insurance? Yeah. You know? Like would you just wait it out until the car's paid for you and be like, you know, this is a gift. Or, you know, you talk it out with them and be like, you know what, I'll pay half I of the that. thing per month. Or what if you make a plan to win them off? Be like, I'll only pay it for two more months and mm. then you have to do it. Or just stop paying cold turkey. I would fake an accident <laughs> and collect insurance. No, I would, I would, I'd probably help them a little bit, have them make a plan. So we're eventually wean them off and they're independent of me. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. I guess I'm two for two. Yep. Are so, there right or wrong answers here? Um, there are ones that are more right for that one. I personally would just like stop paying. I'd you're, just be like, bro. Yeah, but you're kind of I guess rude. kid. <laughs> you're kind of mean that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is coming from the girl who, you know, told her parents, "Hey, I, I want, I'm going to move out now," and they just said, "They're okay." I can get if I can get a twenty dollar <laughs> truck. They don't need a new car. That's I true. wouldn't make that mistake in the first place, <laughs> but I'd let I'd get I'd let them use the twenty dollar truck as much as they want. There you go. So what about they're living at home, but they sleep in, and you don't want them to miss work or school, so you yeah. have to wake them up. No, this is easy. You know so, what you do? Oh, what, do you, what, okay. what are the questions? Okay, this is a piece of cake. Talk to them, buy them an alarm clock. Nope, nope. Or let them sleep in and tell them that it is not your responsibility. None of those. What would you do? Uh, about 6.30, I would put on a little Mormon Tabernacle Choir, full bore, all through the house. And I would, I'd let my wife do what she does every morning when she wants to wake me up. She opens all the blinds and lets in light, and all the little vermin disappear. <laughs> so I'm sure that if my wife went in to open up the blinds and the Mormon Tabernacle Choir was singing, mm-hmm. we're going to wake someone up. Well, there you go. And then I'd have vacuuming. We'd vacuum their room. That's the only time we'd vacuum is 6.30 in the morning every day in their room. Now, you could go reverse psychology on it. I thought I was. 
get some tin foil, middle, you know, after they're going to bed or sleeping in, put it up on the windows before the sun comes up so the room stays dark. Don't Ooh. make a sound. Quiet. And then all of a sudden they get this, <laughs> And they freak out. Oh, man, I'm late for school. Yeah, see, but I have kids that would just keep sleeping. See, you know, Matt, your answer was wrong. What? I know, according to the experts. Hold it. <laughs> I am an expert. According to the... <laughs> Wait, were you going to push that button? What? No. <laughs> you push that button, boy. You're in a world of hurt. No, okay, this is what... What do the supposed experts say? You are supposed to let them sleep in and let them make the mistake and learn from their, like, <clears throat> just, you know, deal with the consequences. What if you've already done that for three years? Well, they're going to have to start learning sooner or later. No, So Rob was right? Mormon yeah. Tabernacle Choir. That was for Rob. How come there the organist go. is Rob? Because <laughs> I like Rob. That's funny because I don't know you how to play the piano either. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's an organ. Uh, what else you got? This is interesting. Okay. I can't believe I missed that one. <laughs> they just don't know my kids. Right. Um, so you were helping your kids pay their college, okay? Mm, okay. And but... They flunk out. No more. Okay. Done. So, one finger. I want one finger taken off your hand. <laughs> Is that bad? Oh, not only so will I terrible. not pay, but I want a finger. <laughs> and I'm going to hang it from your rearview mirror. That is a in your harsh okay. truancy. Uh, can we truck. get the little noise? I don't know. I kind of like that one. That <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. See? Thanks, Skyboy. Bad, Skyler. Bad. It's, one f- it's one finger per F. F is for finger. <laughs> So is that bad? Yes. Okay. See how fast I came up with it, though. <laughs> so here are the options. Some p- parents kind of think, okay, you know, I'll just keep on paying for it, and at least they will eventually get an education. You know, the whole no idea way. of C's get degrees. <laughs> Tell them that you will help out for tuition and books, but any flunked classes they will have to pay for themselves to retake. I wouldn't even do that. Tell them to. That they will have to pay for tuition, but you will cover for books. Or mm. the last one is make them pay for everything because it will hopefully give them the motivation to get a scholarship. Well, yeah. And then again, there's some people that can have all the motivation and they still might not get a scholarship. But True. Um, I would – I'd first of all take a finger. Then <laughs> I would – I'd stop and I we renegotiate a deal and they're going to pay back that tuition. For that class, at least, they're going to owe me. I'm done. I'm not paying for the next one. And we'll make a deal. And the next deal will be more than one finger. <laughs> so sides from the finger part, that is a good answer. Thank you. You know what, though? <laughs> There's a flaw to that plan, man. What? Because your parental desire for them to succeed will get in the way. I know I've seen it with my parents. No, but again, if I'm going to take a finger, well, that's I don't care about their chance of succeeding. <laughs> because cause you'll have a kid like... Dad, I just don't think I cut out for college and success. I'll yeah. just go be a bag boy or Well, but one thing the, I would yeah. do with my kids before is I would I really am big in they just got to know what they want what they're capable, what their aptitudes are, what their abilities are cuz to keep sending a kid to do something that they really like I thought I was going to be a lawyer. <laughs> what Oh, you don't think I could be a lawyer? No. Are you kidding? Have I you really seen my don't. tan? <laughs> So you actually could do Hawaii. a pretty good uh, personal injury spot commercial. commercial well, I do a good commercial, but <laughs> apparently I wasn't going to be a good lawyer. And so finally, but I was kind of delusional. I also thought I would be a doctor, hmm. 
Then I found out you got to go to school for a long time. Then I realized I did go to school for a long time. What, Skyboy? I just thought you were a doctor. Oh, yeah. I oh, am. Yeah. I'm talking a medical doctor, the other kind. Uh, whatever. The you real know? kind. What? The, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sir. Just kidding. Oh, my just word. Just kidding, because it's actually ironic because I want to get my doctorate. So. Yeah, good That's, uh, I want one of the fingers. <laughs> um, you know, another thing you could do with your kid, though, is you could just hire a really pretty opposite sex person of your child and have them go fall in love with them and in, and make and pay that person to get help your son get good grades so you're paying someone to marry not even your marry child. just fall in love and, and tutor you know they a have a movie tutor. like that did you uh-huh what was it called a failure to launch yeah i think that's what it is i just worry that yeah it's bad rom-com Oh, now like... you spoil it for me. That was on my queue. Really? Sometime in the next 11 years, I was going to get to that one. <laughs> You'll get to it still. It's like with um, the lady from Sex and the City. I don't remember what. Are there any more quiz things? Because I yeah. feel like I'm really dominating this one. Okay. All right. So how about your kid is now moved out, but they're constantly calling you and saying, oh, there's no food in the house. And uh, the heating, you know, the heat's about to be turned off. My electricity is going to go out oh. if I don't pay the bills. I need some money. Yeah. So, would you give them the money because you don't want them to suffer? Would you say, okay, one time be- and I'll, you know. Their what? heat's out because they're not paying bills? Uh-huh. Um, set an agreement on how much you will help pay per month Mm-mm. or let them just deal with it and go through the consequences. A, I wouldn't answer the phone. <laughs> B, I, if I did answer the phone, I'd just send a parka or a coat. But the All coat right. would be full of peanuts that they could eat. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean. That's good parenting right there. That's pretty There you generous. go. That was the good, See? good yeah. answer. You know, let them deal with it. Thank you. <laughs> Some people call it abrupt, but no. And I'd even give them a nine-fingered mitten. <laughs> <laughs> mitten or glove. A glove, I guess, would be better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now this next situation is very similar, but there's kind of something a little bit difficult thrown in there so they always you know they ask how to make ends meet yeah um but you doubt that if you are giving them money it might not be going to paying the the bills because you know that your child has a substance abuse problem Mm. so would you keep on paying because you just go okay i just don't want them to go hungry um you keep paying if they are in a substance abuse program Hmm. or would you only help once they are completely off. Or you make a plan with them to get clean and you'll help them for like six months, which you think is enough time to get a job and a place. I would get them to a substance abuse program and then I would let the people that are the pros there tell me what to do with my kid. That's hmm. a pretty good answer. Similar to the one that I was thinking of, you know, make a plan with them to get clean. So you get a ding for that. Yeah. Ding dong. See, I'm tired of you getting all these dings. Let's give you a hard one okay. here. Give me one. Come on. Come your on. adult Come children, your your beautiful daughter and your son, queen, my son-in-law yeah. show up with the car they just bought. Yeah. It's an 87 Geo. Yeah. With uh, the seat belts are broken. Uh, the seats uh, rusted where they aren't attached to the floor properly anymore. <laughs> um, windshield's like a- ready to fall in. The tires are bald. Yeah. The brakes, uh, you better be stopping a quarter mile. We're talking about Sky's car. <laughs> you know. 
basically a sweet ride. That's a sweet ride. <laughs> and 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 this is this is down the road, and and your and your cute, beautiful grandchildren are riding in the back seat of this car. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kind of have to just take a rope to tie the car seats in because yeah. the seat belts don't work. Yeah, rope a dope. Do you help pay for some repairs? Yes. Or do you just let them ride? I'd ask if they would like some help with repairs. Then I'd probably buy him a $20 truck. With working seatbelts. <laughs> with working seatbelts. Oh, darn it. He got another ding. See how easy that is? I would help that because that's my grandkid. Even though I, again, was I lived my entire life not wearing a seatbelt because back then they didn't care. Okay? So, piece of cake. Well, good game. That was a very good game. I'm, I'm, I appreciate the opportunity to ace it. <laughs> that was funny because half of those were wrong, but I still got a ding. Uh, no. Really? No. Because it seems like... Uh, okay, besides so the finger the, thing. The amp, yeah, the finger amputation did not... But I made that master. clarification before I But that actually works in a lot of other countries. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, that is the show. Now, here's the deal, kids. Uh, when we think about raising our family, one of the things, I guess, that I always try to do, but I'm not always perfect at, is this idea that I need to figure out a way to get a relationship today with my kids without hindering my ability to do it again tomorrow. If I scream and yell and freak out, I might get something to happen today. It just might not. It might make it harder for me to get results tomorrow. That, by definition, is what I call effectiveness. And if you want to be an effective parent, we've got to get results And we've got to be able to still have a relationship tomorrow. So make sure you're balancing that as you're out there trying to uh, deal with these adult kids that are coming home. Remember, it is a blessing. These are are great uh, people, important people in your life. And um, we can always make it special, even if it's a little taxing and trying at times. It doesn't mean it has to be horrible. So thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow giving you more ideas on how to get a leg up in this crazy thing we call life. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.